Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Caffeine and Sensu Beans podcast. My name's Irvin and I'm joined by my cousin, Ariana. Such a, uh, such a sensual <laughs> intro today. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, I don't have much of a radio voice. Yeah. Um, and so I did my best there with the introduction. Yeah. You, you know, know, just send the tone, send the mood, you know, this goes out to all the yeah exactly. all the lovely couples out there yeah yeah do. exactly Enjoy. very essential i mean it's on <laughs> it's it's uh on cue because of yeah. the movie that we watched you know oh yeah there, yeah of there, course there's a little uh there's a little romance in there a little uh, forecast yeah yeah um but how are you doing man you good uh you know i'm pretty good i uh Got a new computer, got a little setup, had a good combo earlier in my other podcast. So that should be an interesting episode, I think. Uh, you know, World Cup qualifiers are coming up, so a little excited about that. Uh, El Salvador's out. Uh, dude, yeah, they're yeah, out. They're out. Yeah, they're out. But, you know, we're still, we're still hanging on by a thread, but they're out. It, that's the reality <laughs> of it. But uh, other than that, shitty FIFA luck, shitty, shitty uh, pack luck, but... Uh, <sighs> Best I got was a Benzema. Wow. So that's that, that's my update on FIFA for those that play. How about you? How are you? I'm doing well. Um, you know, Niners won yesterday, so that was great. Oh, yeah. Um, I packed Mbappé. Uh, the the, the games a- today were pretty good, too. I saw them today. Yeah. I don't know if you saw them today, but they were good. They were they were good. They were fun. Yeah. They were fun to watch, for sure. Yeah. Um there are some great games. And then we, we, we can't gloss over the fact, I'm going to repeat it, I packed Mbappé, the team of the team of the year. That's my best pool ever, dude. Like, Ronaldo Nazario's up there because I packed R9, like, the, I think FIFA 18. Yeah. But this guy's different gravy. I mean, so is R9. But anyways, uh, I haven't packed anyone else other than that. Uh, for any of you that do play FIFA. Uh, and, and if you don't, then uh, you probably don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, you but, probably don't. Don't don't worry about this. Don't worry side. about this this side yeah. of the road. Um, yeah, other than that, I can't complain, man. I'm good. I'm healthy and loved ones are healthy. So doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. We're uh we're trying to plan out this uh anime expo. So that should be that should be fun to try to yeah. go to that. Yeah, for sure. Um it'd be our first one. So I think that'll be pretty cool. I'm yeah, maybe to... we see some of you there that That's are listening true. to our podcast. That's true. Yeah, That'd be pretty cool. Well, you don't know what we look like, um, but you know, we'll but... uh, maybe we'll have merch by then. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll maybe we'll make merch just for this day. Yeah, <laughs> rocket to the uh, to rocket the to the Expo. thing. Yeah, you know, go check out this. Uh, go check out this podcast. You know, actually, uh, on a side note. We were taking my my wife and I were taking a real estate uh, class, and one of the tactics that the brother was talking about was just that: wear a shirt with your shit on it. Say, "Call me, call my number," and just just wear that out. Yeah. Uh, while it's embarrassing, I think uh, yeah. does I guess it doesn't hurt the cause. But we'll uh, I guess yeah, we'll cross no. that road when we get there. It's one of those things where um, you have to be willing to kind of set yourself apart from the pack. And in order to do so, you, you do feel like a little bit, you feel like, ah, this is going to be a little bit embarrassing. But the reality is it's like, 
if you don't do this, you're just going to be like everyone else, dude. So you got to take like, you got to kind of take that step, that leap. Oh, okay. and, and do I'm, ready, that. I'm ready to see you with the shirt. That's that's yeah. the question. <laughs> I'm ready to see you. I might yeah. be wearing your real estate shirt. You know? No, I'm, <laughs> no I'm, I'm willing. No, I'm talking about the caffeine and sensu beans. Oh, shirt. merch. The caffeine scene merch. I'm ready to that, see you bro. that at, at the convention. I, w- I would rock that, dude. Of course. Buy some uh, some shoes to match it. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, come on. Dude, the, the anime shoes on a side note as well, they're horrible. They're Depends like, which some ones. of the customizations that I've seen of like Goku's the shoes and stuff like that. Okay. Which ones have you seen lately? That's maybe something we could talk about. Uh the ones that I've seen lately that were well, they were they were being advertised to me. There were they were like some fake like Jordan ones type oh, of style. Shit. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling those. The Adidas pack that was released, they were okay. I think the the only cool ones that I liked were the Vegeta and the Goku ones. But other than that, I feel uh, like Dragon out, Ball merch is kind of uh, anime merch in general is kind of weak. But check out the uh the Fila ones. Oh, okay. Uh, so my fiance, I don't know if I could say this shit, but I don't want to get fucking in trouble, dude. Oh, then just don't. don't yeah, say yeah, yeah. But let's Anyways. just say. Yeah, like check out the Fila ones, dude. <laughs> so that's um, what we're in that. <laughs> we'll end that right there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess we can get into the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this week we watched Red Turtle, a that's movie right. by Studio Ghibli. It's actually like a collaboration, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm trying to remember the other uh, studio's name. I'm 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 drawing a blank right now, but like, is it the Bad Bunch one? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to check. But but, uh, but regardless, the this film is it's kind of an anomaly because it's the first time that they kind of went away from a, a Japanese director, right? This is a yes, yeah. Uh, this is a this is a director from uh, the Netherlands that is yep. most famous for short films. Wow, that makes that that makes a lot of sense. He he actually made a short film uh, prior to this film, and I'm really I forget what the name of that of that one is called, but it's super like you know he he got famous off of that, and it's very similar to the Red Turtle. Wow. Okay. Oh, I think you're right. Uh, Mother and daughter is that what it was called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Father and daughter father and daughter okay. that's the one you're talking about yep. yeah it's a, yeah it's a it's came out in 2000 short film uh, about eight minutes long and then uh i think the folks at studio ghibli want i think from my understanding because i also listened to some of the interviews with this uh director because i was interested to hear what he had to say about the film and and one of the things that he was talking about was that after that that short film the father and daughter one uh studio ghibli is actually the one that reached out to him to they had him in mind to 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 pivot studio ghibli had been making a couple of films but they wanted to uh expand to a wider audience yeah um and that is what this film felt like yeah um okay nice that's nice little backdrop on the you know behind the scenes type of stuff and yeah even the animation is different than studio ghibli's used to it had uh, a little bit of a different feel you know mm-hmm. um it definitely did than what studio ghibli normally presents studio ghibli from what we've seen whether the storyline is is like layered and you know deep 
um and sad or whatever the 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 animation is always kind of bubbly and um very round features and stuff like mm -hmm. they always look very i don't know what another word except for this one would be like cute um mm -hmm. but this one had just a whole different different feel like you, you still could kind of like see oh okay this yeah i can see why it's a studio ghibli film but then it's and it's in its own stratosphere you know yeah. it definitely is. i think it's the only one in their catalog that is directed by a non-japanese uh director right i believe okay. i think I, okay i could be completely wrong about that but well from my understanding it's the only one so what were you know your first impressions of this film the first impressions why the the opening 30 minutes i saw with my son so i was watching uh -huh. it with my son and he was loving it he really he really had enjoyed the he, he was he was enjoying it i think it just because of its simplicity and uh -huh. the turtles and the animals and he was really enjoying it uh we had to stop the movie and then i picked it up by myself and when i picked it up by myself i i think i got the experience that the director was going for so with that being said i enjoyed the film yeah um i think when it's funny because i'm trying to like um articulate what i really thought like when i when the, the first when the movie comes you know studio ghibli i had already kind of we've seen a few movies uh that are produced by studio ghibli and i yeah. always and i thought eh, you know that's maybe not for me when i turn this movie on and the first 30 minutes i see there's no dialogue yeah. like it i i was trying to get a grasp like wrap my hand around what this movie was within the first 20 minutes as i think anyone that watches a movie does yeah and I was like having a hard time trying to like wrap my ha my head around it, and um, it intrigued me. I I it quickly went from like a this is gonna be weird, but it was like a and I actually saw a comment, read a comment that said something similar. It was like this felt more like an experience, <laughs> you know, and than like just viewing something for the sake of entertainment yeah um and i i mean i guess I, yeah I, I thought it was like a beautiful piece of art and it's not even to sound pretentious or like oh this is wonderful anyone that doesn't see the beauty in this is is a peasant or anything like that it's simply i was shocked at how like they portrayed so many complexities mm -hmm. through such simplicity mm -hmm. and then how because there's like no dialogue because things aren't being told like they're not being explained um for you as the viewer yeah. you're kind of deciphering and interpreting what you're seeing mm -hmm. while you like see exactly what's happening um and i just thought like wow it made me reflect on a lot of things about me you know so um i thought it was yeah i really liked it and and you know like i said it's it's not to be sound pretentious or anything like 
but I thought it was a, a, a work of art, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I think that that's really, I mean, that's beautiful. I think that that's kind of what the, I think the film is trying to get at. I think uh, when, and when I first started the film and I, like I told you, I was watching with my son, um, it, it was, it was hard to follow, but I think because I had my son pointing out different things and he looked like he was having a good time pit, pit, pointing out these things, you know, it really, I think my son in that way was indirectly showing me a little bit about what the film was about, which was like uh. admiring these little pieces that not 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 i don't necessarily always pay attention to you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. my son was picking up on those pieces because yes it's really simple but uh in many ways the film is trying to show these different things that we are just not paying attention to and it leads to this experience as as you said mm -hmm. um uh and, and the film is super abstract so yeah, if you don't is. like if you don't like abstract movies, then you might want to stay away from this one. But but if you're willing to sit there and be patient with the movie, like I said in the last one, Studio Ghibli is always asking us to be patient. And this is the one movie that I'm like, I was patient and I feel like it actually paid off. Like, I actually felt like I uh, I learned something, you know, you kind of go through a set of emotions with it. And I don't think I've had a film like that animation. I think I was worried that when I saw the. The fact that it was Oscar nominated, that it was going to sway my thing. I was like, oh, well, fuck them. You know, like, I don't care what movies they like. You know, that's not the movies I'm going to like. Right. But uh, as I was watching it, I'm like, oh. And it, and then hearing the interview afterwards with the, I heard a couple interviews with him afterwards because I was playing FIFA and I was just kind of playing <laughs> his interviews. Yeah. So I was really interested to hear what he had to say about it, you know, because I'm like, well, fuck, what's the what's the meaning of this? What's the meaning of that? You know, I kind of left with these questions right, of like, right, what, right. what's, what's this mean? You know what I'm saying? What's that mean? And one of the things that he said was that it took years for them to finish this movie because everything was hand drawn. Uh -huh. And, and he was kind of describing the, the, the distinction between a director that does full length films and a director that does short films. And he was kind of talking about like short films uh, there's not a lot of money in it. Directors are, are, are doing it for years, developing the story. And, you know, they're doing it on the side and, and they're just kind of developing these stories and just really putting their passion and their heart into it. So then by the time that it comes out, most of the times they feel like a different sense of thing. So when they made this movie, that's what he was going for. And I can tell that there was a lot of thought put into almost every scene you know yeah yeah that's not to say that you know it's perfect and that there are no scenes that i'm like yeah i could have been out but i can tell that they they thought about like what they wanted to do with every scene especially because there's no dialogue oh man you I have mean, to make every scene count yeah type of deal 100 and i haven't seen that you know i haven't seen any of those interviews but just hearing you explain it it um like i can see exactly what it is they were going for like i can say yes they did that it, it, at what you're um relaying right now you see it in the film and just to give like a little quick synopsis of the film right basically it's um your i mean there are no names yeah there's no names, names. yeah you're you're so what you see initially is um, a man 
who is washed up on uh, the shore of, of this uh, island. And it's a, a deserted island. He quickly finds out and he's stranded from the, the looks of it. Again, it isn't as if he says it. It isn't as if you explained that. You come to the conclusion with your own derivative skills. They're thinking mm-hmm. it, it, it is laid out for you in a way that you can kind of obviously get to that conclusion, but it's you who nonetheless does it. And um, he's stranded and he goes through a range of emotions where he, he, that I think any human would, would experience where he's, you know, angry, he's frustrated, he's alone, he's scared. He starts to then reflect. He has moments of reflection. He starts to build a raft and he very quickly goes from, um, trying to escape the island to embracing the island or at least where he is you know like the situation that is in front of him and what Mm -hmm. he's and fully emerge uh immersing himself in it and so um he sets out and he lives his life the rest of his life on that island and then doing so he he this is where it gets abstract because he meets this turtle, hence the red turtle, mm-hmm. who comes up on shore. And the way he meets this turtle is he's got his raft built and he's ready to go. He gets on it. He's, you know, he's excited to go home. And as he's drifting off in this raft, um, a, a turtle, a huge turtle comes up underneath and boom, breaks the raft, like shatters it. And he falls into the water and he's furious. And, and then he sees the, he sees the turtle and he gets scared. He, he swims out. Like the turtle ends up not doing anything to him, but he swims back to shore and he's furious. He's frustrated. He just lost his raft that he was working on. And then the, 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 the turtle somehow becomes I don't want to gloss over it, but I also don't want to take too long. But in the, the turtle washes up on shore and becomes some, this is where it gets odd. Like he, be, the turtle becomes his wife, but what you see is not a turtle. You see an actual beautiful lady um, kind of emerge from the turtle. Yeah. And he said he has a life uh, uh, with that beautiful lady. They have a son, they raised a son and, Eventually, they kind of live out their life uh, together. Um, and that's the quick, super quick gist of the movie. You know, I didn't want to spend too much time on it. But, uh, you know, like you said, and, and I kind of think that it's in a way symbolic that you saw it with your son. Because um, this movie had me feeling like reflecting on things, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, things like, uh, for example, when he what when he is so frustrated with the turtle because his raft has been destroyed and the turtle washes up on shore. And the keep in mind, the turtle could have done something to him when he was in the water and he was in the turtle's world, but the turtle didn't. Right. Yeah. He gets back on shore. The turtle kind of ends up there also. And what he does is 
he grabs this huge bamboo stick and he hits the turtle over the head mm-hmm. and then he flips it on its back so that the turtle can't can't like um get away go back yeah exactly and mm-hmm. basically the the turtle your the way the the viewer sees it is the turtle's left there to die well what i like is when the turtle finally you know let's just say becomes a woman and they're sharing that moment like where the his the woman and the man are are eating and he's looking at her and he thinks back to when he hit the turtle over the head and he's he's sad you know he's mm-hmm. remorseful um and that's an ex- that's like that's so real you know where you can get when you can let your emotions get the better of you mm-hmm. and um and later on it, you reflect on it and it hurts you because you're thinking about the fact that you hurt someone that you care about you know or that you hurt someone that was uh defenseless you know like uh and i thought wow that's that's such a powerful emotion that is being portrayed through the screen and in that moment i felt like and the fact that the woman kind of noticed that he was um thinking about that and that he was he was he regretted the fact that he did that and he felt guilty about it you know and she kind of forgave him um i thought it was i thought it was beautiful the way that was um you know portrayed Um, yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of symbolism in that like you know in that that scene is probably i think the most famous scene out of it because there's so much uh and i would encourage folks to go see that scene is because they do the director and the people that drew this made such subtle things with the characters that you really did feel the remorse that he was feeling and that the woman becomes like well one I mean, I don't know what you think the red turtle is. Do you do you do you have an idea? So, what do you think the red turtle is? Wow, I um, I have an idea, but I want to I want to hear if you if you have an idea. So, the whole time, I I don't have an idea of what the red turtle is. The whole time, I thought that the guy was actually a red turtle as well, Mm. and um, we we're seeing it played out in the in human form for us to relate to it better as opposed to if it was two turtles kind of trying to live their lives and um i thought at the end they were gonna um kind of flip the switch and show him as well as a turtle and her as a turtle and they have a little turtle like yeah that's how and you know, that's what i thought but it, it it wasn't that and and I, i'm i'm left here trying to don't get me wrong i do care for what you know like for instance what you think what the red turtle symbolizes but i didn't leave the movie thinking damn what's the red turtle mean i just thought the whole journey that i just witnessed and I'm taking bits and pieces of it and I'm thinking about them and I'm reflecting on that entire journey, you know? So, yeah. um, but I'm curious to see here what it is you, you think the red turtle 
Oh, like I like I'm all about symbolism and I'm all about like what the fuck does this mean? And I so I left on the complete opposite end. I'm like, what the hell does this red turtle mean? And and as the more I'm hearing you talk about it and the more that I'm like thinking of it, I think the turtle is a representation of of nature. And in in it becoming a woman as a symbol of like a beauty, that she's beautiful, that nature is beautiful. And in that moment of of anger that he's displaying and then when she my favorite part of that scene that you described where she forgives him is this is this just really subtle thing where she grabs his face yeah, and just yeah. caresses it really softly to me that's like saying nature is like forgiving us forgiving man for the atrocities that it does towards nature because what he's actually trying to do is that he's actually in a really peaceful place. He's actually in a place where he doesn't need to worry about a job. He doesn't need to worry about food. He doesn't need to worry about any of those things. He already is covered. What he's missing is this, what we get told is that we're missing. So he's trying to get back to that. But the turtle is kind of stopping him from like, hey, dude, pay attention. You don't need to go back to that because the answer has always been right in front of you right here. Um, and in the more and more that like it kind of goes on the more that you even see it like just even in like, the subtle way that the that they do this is the i don't know if you notice but the movie tends to be a very similar palette it's like black and white at night and then during the day it's kind of tan but what is always really vibrant is the turtle yeah the water and in the trees yeah like all of those pieces of nature are super vibrant, super alive, and they're super and like and they and they're su- like they're just intertwined in the story. Like they, the nature in the movie in itself is a character, and and it and it takes care of him, and it 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 and it forgives him, and and it shows him this like uh, cycle of life. You know, I think, uh, th- but that's me. You know, I think. Uh, my favorite my favorite scene and maybe this is why i watched the first 30 minutes with my son i think just uh, for my son to enjoy those pieces but then what i opened up earlier was the that when i saw it by myself i think i saw it in the way that i think it was intended to be seen which is where you are by yourself and you feel like you're this man in the island Mm-hmm. and you wanting to you going with these struggles and like you going through all these emotions and that scene where they are like the signs are there right like the seagulls are making all this noise and they're making all of this ruckus and they don't really pay attention to what's happening but nature is telling them hey something's about to happen something's about to happen and the dude is kind of in awe right he's like i don't know what's happening but then the young boy is on another part of the island and he's apart from his parents and he's running back, right? He's running back and he's kind of getting lost. And in that part, like to me, I got super like emotional because I was like, man, that's, that could be my son. You know what I'm saying? Like that could be my son trying to run away from this thing and trying to survive as the tsunami is about to hit us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where he's going to be. I don't know how he's going to take it. And there's just such a, and, and like, and of course the music adds to it too, because the music's super intense, but like, there's just like a ray, uh, like an array of emotions as you're witnessing this young man potentially dying at the hands of, of of a tsunami and his parents too somewhere else. And there's just so much there. You know, he was trying to hold on a different thing. At the end of the day, uh, I came through. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's um, 
Yeah, I thought uh, I hear you. And I also love that scene. And um, there's something about uh, there's symbolism all over the place. And the beautiful thing about that is that it's it's left for interpretation, you know, and everyone's going to have like a little different twist uh, to what they believe they saw and what they believe everything that's being shown on the screen is meant to, to be. But like, I also thought, I, I mean, of course, nature plays a huge role in this movie. And um, I thought that, you know, nature symbolized life and mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, well, that's because that's what it is. That's what it is. And, and, and that tsunami is a perfect example of it where you can love nature. You can believe nature is beautiful and nature is beautiful. And in an instant, you can be struck by a tsunami and you can die. Mm-hmm. And in the same way that life in and of itself, you can cherish it every day. You can do everything that they told you to do since you were a kid and you can live out, you know, living your dreams, being the best person you can, loving life and living every day like it's your last until you get cancer and you're told you got three months to live and then you die. It's kind of that tsunami, that kind. There's a I don't want to say there's a beauty in that, but that's kind of. That's how it is, you know, like. Uh, it can all come crashing down on you. Yeah, it's like uh, a rupture, a rupture. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, and we all go through that. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a rupture that happens in our life where we have to uh, uh, face this, this, you know, metaphorical tsunami in our life, mm-hmm. you know, that can instantly take us over. And like, exactly. that is one of the more beautiful things about nature. Cause yeah, it's, it's about that. But then on the other end too, though, dude, it's like the signs are there. The signs are always there to tell us that this is about to happen. But yeah. We, but yeah. We don't, Sometimes we ignore we, we don't pay attention. You're know saying like, I mean, we don't treat earth the way we probably should. And in the science have been there, you know what I'm saying? The science have always been there as to how we're treating it. And how, cause it's what gives us life. You know, it's what, it's our home. Like it's, it's where we live. It's, it's what provides for us. Um, and in many ways, that's one of the more beautiful things that about the film is that it invites us to pay attention to our own relationship with nature and and again, this stuff is super abstract and, you know, yeah. it, 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 the film won't even tell you that that's what this is about. Yeah. You know, and, on and the front, it just looks like a stranded a castaway. Yeah. Movie. Um, yeah. And that life is fleeting that it will one day end. You know, it's, I don't mean to sound like super ominous or morbid, you know, but no, but that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of life. Death, you know, what I'm saying yeah. like it. And we we and that's the thing about and I that I don't even know if this movie was well received here. I would love to see how this movie would have done in an audience here in the United States, because we're this like we're in a society that just does not like to talk about death. Like right. we we try to get away from it. We don't like to even embrace the fact that it's a part of life that it, it you know that it changes it changes our relationships. Um, but it's almost one of those things where it's like, well, you know, what are we supposed to say? What are we supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be sad, blah, blah, blah. And it is sad, but there are some other components to that, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, uh, but that, that's just not where we're at. Like, this this society doesn't do it. So that's why I'm wondering, like, what, 
how how did the, the American audience uh, take this? Because there's so much like wanting to like take up space in the society. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does this film interact with people here? I don't know. I would I would I would love to have been in a theater to see it. Because another thing that the director was talking about is that when he showed it to people, uh, people in different cultures really took a different thing to it you know what i'm saying like he's he was talking about that in italy like it was a lot of people had like big emotions to it because they while they were in a room full of people many people in the question q a were asking like were asking about loneliness now like even in this room i feel lonely mm. as i'm watching this film i feel lonely mm-hmm. and and having to deal with that and having to to confront that and having to accept that and not yeah. run away from it. Yeah. And that's incredible, dude, because there's there's something different in here for every type of audience. Like the fact that you kind of just reference different cultures, take something different out of this movie. You know, one of the things that stuck out to me the most was and I don't have a son, but. I, I, I am a son. Um, and if I had a son, like, well, I mean, I have a daughter, but um, when, so a few things, when I see the little boy grow up to become a man yeah, and he has to embark on his journey, uh-huh. you know, and you see like, him uh basically it, it, it's never told in the story of course but there's with that words. scene with yeah words. right right, never, right it's never told with words exactly right? but it, it is being told it's just not right 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 it's not the way we are conventionally like raised Accustomed to like to. you know to, to to look at it yeah um it, it, there's that scene where he's departing and he's saying his goodbyes to his parents. Yeah. And that's so symbolic because, uh, and it was sad, you know, it's a sad scene like to see mm-hmm. that. Cause, and I mean, I think I would like to get your take on it, but I'm like, damn, like, you know, you have two sons and one day that will be you. You know, well, you have a daughter, dog. Like you act yeah. like you act like daughters are not going to leave you. <laughs> like no, I, I know that that's but... just. I think that's just children. I think I think that that's what it's getting at. That it, yes, it's a boy, but at one point you stop being. Uh, it's not that you stop, but what I enjoyed about that relationship with the young with the young uh, man is that he comes to a realization that the island no no longer serves him, and that he has to now make a decision about exploring the world on his own. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, my parents cannot be there for me in the same way. And I have to figure this out on my own. You've taught me all the skills to survive. You've taught me all the things to make a raft, to make a relationship with Earth, to, to Earth. You've given me much joy, a lot of heartache as well. But he comes to a point, and that was a sad scene too, where he's, you know, he, he looks at his mom and mom understands that because I think mom, moms, I think have a different relationship to children because they're the ones that grew them inside. Mm-hmm. And having to say goodbye, I think is, I can only imagine how painful it is. I mean, obviously it's going to be painful for me too, but 
there has to be some other aspect to it that yeah, some maybe deeper... we, can't, we can't necessarily comprehend. At least I don't yeah. think that we comprehend because even in the film, the way the dad responds, it's almost like it's not to say that he doesn't care, but he's just kind of like, yeah. But mom it, seems to be having a hard time with it, you know? Yeah. And, so and I, I don't think it's just boys. I don't think it's just my son. I think it's going to happen to you, too, to your daughter as well. I don't know if you're going to allow your daughter to leave. Yeah, know. right. No, you're if, staying with me. No, I mean, um, <laughs> you but know, in the sense of. And even uh, that's weird, right? The, 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 like, you're going to allow your daughter to stay. I mean, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a it's about how we allow our children to be themselves. Yeah. And in a sense, like um the the dad the way he responds is different to the way the mom does right the and and the dad comforts the mom while she grieves the fact that her son has left and yeah. it's never hysterical you know she's not like bawling her eyes out but you can just see she's um incredibly sad and she's having a hard time coping, but she has to accept the fact that he's left. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's easier. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's always difficult, you know, but uh, like a son, you're, it's like the dad kind of knows, you know, okay, I'm going to, raise my boy to take on the world. And the mom will always have that like very difficult time accepting it. Where like me with my daughter, like I don't want her to leave. You know, I wouldn't be like, okay, babe, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, that's going to be gonna... an interesting conversation when she's 18. No. Yeah. I mean, I know it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a part of life, but yeah. Um, I just thought it was, it was, it was beautiful the way, that scene played out and then how they showed the two of them, the, you know, the, the parents accepting the, the fact that their son left yeah. and, and how then they did accept it. And I don't want to say get over it as in the fact that they forgot him, but they continued to live their lives. And you said it perfectly. The son was now ready to go out and explore the world. And I, yeah. I forget which philosopher it was that said this, but they said, like, a son cannot become a man until he's left his, his dad. Yeah. Um, and it's the sense of once the child is unprotected, because the parents are always this veil of protection in a way you'll always protect your children. You'll always be there for them. Well, if you, if you have parents. Yeah. Yeah. There's an and, assumption there that they're, that, yeah. that everyone has parents. Yeah. Well, the general sense is like, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the child that has a parent will be protected, but, but if you don't have parents or if you've left your parents, if you've gone out to take on the world, like um, that, that veil of protection is no longer there. And, you know, at one point, the child has to grow and leave the nest, you know, and, and they did a beautiful job portraying that. Um, and what I love is the fact that the mom and dad, they grieved, they accepted it, they continued to live their lives, and they found happiness in one another. 
you know, they showed that scene of them dancing. Um, and, uh, and it was subtle, but it was very nicely done. You know, it was very graceful. Um, they were swimming, having fun and, uh, enjoying each other's company, you know, until, until their final moment, you know, Mm -hmm. well, until his final moment, his, so Uh, until his final moment, um, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, this like conversation about the boy being ready to leave, I think is super interesting because I think that's another, I think that's another intentional move by the director and the writers to put a boy there because the boy is seen in society as the one that does go on an adventure. So it's more palatable to like engage the story because we're taught from a young age that boys are going to just be explorers and adventurers and blah, blah, blah. So it's another thing uh, to, to add to this thing where even though the like what we're talking about is super complex, they they make these decisions that are uh really intentional as to how to get this point across you know mm-hmm. because if if it was a girl a, a young girl i think i don't think that w- would have had the same effect because we don't see that we don't encourage girls to do that we don't i don't we, we don't have that same effect at least i don't think so i don't think we encourage young girls to be like yeah go and go and by yourself and go explore yeah that may be like Maybe there's a beginning shift, but I don't think that there is that overall thing as opposed to young boys were like, yeah, go, you know, what I'm saying go, go and explore, blah, blah. And, you know, I hear I hear that all the time with my boys because I have a boy uh-huh. and, and I get told that all the time. But, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, the boy is just going to be more adventurous. You know, he's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I don't think you realize that you're actually telling your daughter to not do a lot of stuff. That's why she's not doing that. But yeah, so it's it's a complex thing. But all that to say that that I think that the director and the writers put make that choice because it's a lot more palatable to, to do that. And at the core of it is this, is this relationship with nature for me, you know, cause it, it's interesting that you mentioned the, the turtle, that he's a turtle, because now that I look at it through that lens, a lot of the things in the film make sense uh, as to why the young boy has a relationship with the turtles uh, why he floats away with the turtles, uh, why he's hanging on to turtles to go find him when they get cast away or when they fall away. There's an interesting scene in the very beginning, and I don't know if you remember, but the dad uh, or the dude tries to like go into a cave and he can't fit. Yeah, dude, I got claustrophobic. Yeah, I he, got. Can, he can't fit through that, but yeah. his son can. And I'm mm. like, I don't know if a little baby could do that either. And the baby can like, you know, pretty much swim in water at such a young age. So I'm like, it makes yeah. me think that like, well, what if he was a turtle too? And so all of them being a turtle family. But exactly yeah. what you said is the fact that even if that is the case, that they're all turtles, they still did it in human form because mm-hmm. that is the way we're going to understand it. Yeah. And, and yeah. And um, I mean, there were some some subtle subtle scenes where you know um and for you it's like nature and nature is obviously a big part i agree 100 percent. nature is at the forefront of this there's that one scene that i was trying to wrap my head around where there's i mean there are little pieces here we can spend a long time analyzing this yeah, film. Dissecting this fucking movie. yeah because there's that bottle yeah right that's washed up on shore yeah 
and it symbolizes something. Yeah. But I'm not exactly sure what. And then there was a scene in the beginning uh, and now I'm going all over the place. There was a scene in the beginning where, you know, the guy he's the, this is when he first is stranded on the Island. He finds out that he's stranded. He's looking for anything, anything. And he kind of finds this, what looks like a docking station, like a, a for boats yeah. um, made of bamboo. Mm-hmm. And he gets up on it and he's excited and he's so happy and he's like going crazy. And he's like, yes, um, he's not actually saying yes, but he's like so happy that he's found it because he believes that means he's found civilization, you know, man. Yeah. Um, and he even starts hallucinating that he sees people yeah. and they're not there, you know, um, and that that was when it first hit me like oh this is operating on a different wavelength here yeah and then uh there's a subtle scene where the kid the 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 son the, he's a, he's a, a young young boy um he's a, he's playing on the beach and he sees a crab and he grabs a crab and he throws it in his mouth to eat it and then he spits it back out and at first, I'm like, damn, is the crab dead when he spits it back out? But the crab starts moving. And all of a sudden, a seagull comes down and grabs a crab and the crab's dead. Yeah. And I was like, damn, uh, that was powerful to me. you know. And anyone can interpret that however they can. But to me, it was just like the sense of a finality to things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the cycle of life, right? Like yeah, like exactly. The crab is is playing its role that's what i hear in that yeah the seagull is playing its role Mm -hmm. that the little baby that's not your role dude so that's why you're spitting it out and nature is going to remind you what your role is and at least that's to me i keep going back to nature because i'm like yeah that's that to me that's what i hear there now the scene where he's like flying on the dock that one i don't know that one kind of went over my head i'm not really sure as to what that is i think if anything if i had to take a stab at it my interpretation of it is, is that it's the movie telling us that we're about it it's now made a turn uh the movie because that that shift happens right at the point when he begins to start seeing the woman on the shore yeah where he starts seeing her far away and he's starting to make a relationship uh and i think it's the i think that is the introduction of like magical aspects of the movie where there's some sort of magic happening and he is hallucinating. He is seeing these magical things. Uh, and he, and, you know, he makes this relationship with this woman that uh, is a turtle, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. it's a turtle and she, he sees a woman. So, so he's had to make that up in his own mind. So that's kind of what, that's kind of what comes up for me, you know? Yeah, for sure. And at the time I thought he was just dreaming and yeah. that, Right. And, and he me too. Up. When, when he, when all of a sudden they have a baby, I'm like, Oh, that this is real. This is really happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is, I thought this is all the dreams. Cause, yeah. Cause they have that scene where he's like, he falls asleep on the shore and, and I thought like this whole movie was going to be a dream. Then he'd wake up. Um, yeah. So th- th- that one was interesting, but um, I was kind of already like in that mode of, okay, this, this means something, it's symbolic. And, you know, one of the things, one of the scenes that for me, and it's not a criticism, like this, this is definitely not a criticism of the movie, but I had a hard time deciphering. I kind of wanted to, to get your take on it was when 
the young man, the, the son, he sees yeah. the waves in static form. Yeah. Um, and he sees his parents. He yeah. Like, he like floats up and he kind of just looks at it. Uh, look, the son, I think, is is an interpretation of like aging when you're young and you remind. And again, this is what I'm saying that my son, I think it was interesting watching the first 30 minutes with him because what the film is trying to get at is exactly what's playing out in the film, which is that the son really makes the father pay attention to really subtle, small things and find joy in them and have fun and having, uh, you know, bringing that inner child out again. So when I, to me, the way I interpret that in the wave is that, and he goes to the top of the wave and from the top of the wave, he can see his parents from far away. I think that that's kind of the shift where he starts to see that, like, mm. oh, this is, I'm ready, mm-hmm. you know, I'm ready to, to, to go and I'm ready. This no longer serves me. Like, that's why to me, like that bottle that, so when the tsunami hits, he has his bottle and he's going to go fill it up with water. And when the tsunami hits, he loses it. And he finally finds it once he goes through that static wave scene mm-hmm. and then that's when he finds it and then he's like okay i'm ready because uh, the bottle is what you know it, like a it coming holds, of age it holds water you know water is what gives you life mm-hmm. and 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 he's ready he's ready to go and he looks at it almost like a sunset you know and it's almost like to me i interpret that as like you know going off into the sunset mm-hmm. then again this is all my interpretation of it i don't know yeah that's my that's, that's my guess and um even the Okay, so spoiler alert. I mean, we already said it, but yeah, this is the guy, spoil, the guy, spoiler alert city over here. Yeah, the 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 dad, the guy. Yeah, he dies at the end. Right. Um, and his his partner, his wife, his the mother of his child, doesn't leave him. She continues to stay by his side. Mm-hmm. Um until and and lays down with him uh he he dies by you know in his sleep on the shore which is um kind of full circle because that's where he fell asleep when he first landed on shore Mm -hmm. uh and you know he's older now and uh the wife stays by his side she holds his hand she sleeps with him she she gets up she does some of the things that they used to do together. And she looks at him while she's doing them like bathing or, you know, taking a swim. And then she finally goes to, to lay down kind of accepting the fact that he's departed. And, and it's in that you get that, that bird's eye view where you see both of them from, you know, you're looking down at them essentially. Mm -hmm. And she morphs into the turtle and the turtle gets up, gets into the water and swims away and and that's how it ends you know so i mean uh yeah we could go on and on about this movie we just gave away away the whole movie so if you if you uh if you hadn't watched the movie then i suggest you go watch and you re-listen to this though you know what the fuck we're talking about yeah but uh yeah i mean i mean that that turn at the end is super super dope to me i think it's uh it really hits this uh complex issue about death 
I mean, it's not so complex in regards to what happens. I think we all die. We should know that. But I think the complexity of it lies in our partners and who we've chosen to live life with and and what happens to them, you know, or us, if we're those that are, you know, grieving the the death of of our loved one and, Mm -hmm. you know, and imagining our life. Like I have a hard time imagining my life without my partner. And and if she were to pass away, then how would I, how would my life look like after that? You know what I'm saying? Or vice versa, you know? And it's the sad thought, you know, and, and, and it makes sense why she's doing the same stuff again, you know? And at one point you have to accept the fact that they're no longer here. And that's the, and move on. That's a, that's a, I don't even know if moving on is the, is the right term. I, to me, at least it's just kind of like acceptance of just like, yeah, it's, over this in this in this in this context our relationship is is done you know Mm -hmm. we can still have a relationship other ways but uh in this context it's it's you know it's no longer there but uh is there anything that you didn't like about the movie no (laughs) no oh this is this this it this 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 is this is gonna be the bar we barely got to uh, number 90 on the list i mean um Listen, this movie is. I thought you were going to come in here and say that it was horrible, to be honest with you. No, no, no. This movie is is. Is unconventional. Um, It isn't a movie that I would. Be like, hey, boys, we got to go watch this. This is it. This is a movie. (laughs) Well, maybe you Uh, should. Yeah, I would argue that maybe you should. Right. Um, But off the rip, like it's not it's just. Um. It's, it's not gonna so get you different. amped up. No, it's not, no, it's it's not, not. gonna get you amped up. Yeah. Um and and it's weird to say this, like part of me, like a small part of me says this isn't my cup of tea. Yeah. But uh I don't know, to me it was such a, a beautiful experience like work of art mm-hmm. that i i was i was amazed i thought everything everything dude from its simplicity in the animation to the fact that there's not a cast of characters i mean there's a small cast of characters you could say i mean in terms of like actual humans and, and even then you can argue are they humans are they not but let's just say you know they're humans uh, well you know uh, let me stop you there though characters are not just humans no, no, no! I know. And and there was a bunch of characters in this movie. Yeah, the 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 animals, the sea life, the nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, speaking crap. within the yeah within the conventional sense, right? Like when you see a cast and you got like oh all this character development and uh, things. W- and there's a lot of character development here. It's well. incredible, yeah, and 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 the fact that they went out on such a ledge and they did this with no dialogue. I mean, yeah. You give a director that and a producer that ask that task and say, "Hey, uh, tell a beautiful movie, a beautiful st- story, but no, no dialogue. Tell well, a you mo- know, do a he, movie he, in general." He, he said that he came up with the with this movie in like, like oh, because I think Studio Ghibli asked him if he had any projects in mind, and he didn't he didn't have a project in mind, so he just made this shit up like as he went. Like, oh, Incredible. I like, like, in, like, in a, like, just in a, in a, just, uh, super thing. He just said that it was what intrigued him. And he's always been intrigued by it, which is the, 
the life and death piece of cycle of, of nature. So he wanted to do some sort of story with that. And so, yeah. And in many times when they got asked him of like why he did the silent film, he's just like, you know, I, I thought about adding some, some dialogue in there, but it just never really made sense because he's on an Island by himself. Like, why would he need to talk, you know, to anything we do enough talking already as it is. And uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, I could go into stories that I didn't like, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah, you can. So, so the parts that I didn't like, and maybe these are some sort. Of, I thought the mo- that <laughs> while I liked the music, I thought the music sometimes felt a little over dramatic. Like I felt mm-hmm. like there were some scenes that I'm like, okay, let's let's take it down. Like it almost <laughs> felt like sometimes, like I I felt like I was about to go into like a gladiator stadium and like fight, but it was just a turtle moving like. Uh, a log or something you know like the like the music just felt too immense for the scene that it was portraying Mm. uh but there are some sounds there were some songs that i did like but a lot of the times the songs were kind of like uh uh i don't want to say cheesy but they were a little over dramatic for me you know Uh, it, it almost felt like in many of the songs you were going to hear like an actor say, no, <laughs> you're like, come back. I'll save you. And uh, so it just felt kind of like in that way, kind of corny for me. Uh, so that's kind of one thing I didn't really like. The other thing that I didn't like was the, that the movie, while it is really deep, there are, I think sometimes it does over, overcomplicate some things you know like sometimes sometimes some stuff and i love abstract art like that's like my favorite art to look at and sometimes i look at some abstract art and i'm like that's dope i think i know what the fuck they're trying to do so but it's cool it's at a level where it's like you know chewable you know i could Mm -hmm. like chew on it but sometimes i see some that i'm like i don't know what the fuck you're doing you know saying like it it's too much too too much abstractness in the in the in the art and at times that's kind of sometimes what i felt about the film sometimes it it was trying to be too smart for its own good mm-hmm. um and the like that and, and an example of that would be for me was that shift that they made when the young woman comes up like while in the moment I was looking at it and then as the film kind of progressed, like I told you, I was like, Oh, this really happened. Like they're really having a child. They're really having it because it didn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Mm -hmm. so like, is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Mm -hmm. It comes after that scene. So it's just like this weird thing where like, if you don't pay attention to that, like, I think you're going to get lost. And it's one of those things where sometimes while it's simple, it, it is a little hard to follow some some of the some of the pieces are a little hard to follow yeah yeah and um yeah i i mean i i i could see like for sure that there there are things that are super abstract in this film and it's hard to get a grasp of what's trying to be told but for me my personal viewing experience i was okay with like not knowing exactly what it is that the director's trying to be told and coming up with my own interpretation. Yeah. Um, and I like, I, 
you know, I felt it's weird to say this with this type of movie, especially, but I felt at peace leaving mm-hmm. that movie with so many questions yet appreciating what I had just watched, yeah. you know, like, so, um, yeah, I mean, but I hear you. I, I, I hear you. Um, you know, they, they definitely went out on a ledge with this one. I'll tell you, um, this has to be executed right. Or else it's like, this, this is going to be a disaster if it's not, oh, yeah. if it's not done well, but for sure. You want to get into the like review, like the the rating and the recommendation. Go ahead. You go first. Uh, To me, this is probably the best film that I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, I got to be honest with you, dude. I I, in the beginning, I was thinking of like, man, I might just give this thing a 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, But after some some thought and after some 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 knocks on the film, I think this is this is a B for me. This is this is an eighty. This is an eight percent. Eight. This is a this is an eight out of ten. Yeah, for me, for me, it's an eight out of ten. I love the I love the the animation. I thought the like I said the music was okay at times for me. Uh, super abstract, so a little hard to follow for me. Uh, but uh, I thought the film in itself was really beautiful, and I thought uh, it was it's a nice definitely a nice nice film it's definitely if it like if you're into dragon ball and blast and shit like that i think you might want to stay away from this film or maybe not i mean you know maybe you want to engage in a philosophical thought piece and this is the movie for you uh but if 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 it's not then you know it's definitely not a traditional like anime film i think that that's another Mm -hmm. knock on it too it's that it's to me it almost feels like a facade that it's anime like it does, mm-hmm. it never really feels like an animated me. It almost feels like it's just an animated movie that because it, it's attached to Studio Ghibli, that that's why it's considered an anime, and that's another kind of knock that I had. It almost feels like an imposter as I was watching. It, it almost felt like a not a real, not not a real anime movie, mm-hmm. as, and that that's subjective, of course, but that's kind of what it felt like to me. Like it didn't feel like. Uh, like it's probably going to be the only film like this on this whole list. And that's kind of why I think it's kind of cheating in that way that I think it's, it's kind of cutting the line. It's not following the same uh, format as other ones, which was what, which is what makes it kind of dope. And it, which it kind of also to me makes it kind of an imposter in this. Mm. It, it didn't, it didn't have to uh, kind of go in the trenches to me. It kind of, it, it kind of had to go uh, it, it's not that it was kind of skyrocketed to it, but to me, it almost felt like a movie made for the Oscars. That's why they got the director. That's why they got this type of direction. So it felt really manipulative in some aspects to me where I was like, yeah, this uh, this movie. Yeah, I'm sure that critics love this. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved it, but like, you know, like I'm sure that like the people at the fucking like you know the academy loved it you know they're mm-hmm. just like oh yeah please give me more i love this right, right. i love it's... this the the non-asian looking characters you know like i'm just like it's it doesn't fit that mold you know of like of anime it just feels like an animated film in a short yeah. story film as well so in many ways i think it cuts the line so that's another kind of knock on habit that i have on it so to me it's an eight. Oh, okay um long-winded answer to say it's eight it's an eight would you recommend it to people 
Yeah, I recommend it to people if uh, if you're willing to sit through it and have patience and, you know, pay attention to it. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. You know, and um, yeah, I mean, for me, for me, this is a 10. I mean, I think in terms of storytelling, I don't think I don't I'll, I'll be impressed if I find a story that's better than this because and this is cheating in a way because the story is in a way left for interpretation it's it's given to us but it is left for the viewer to interpret it come like leave with his or her own conclusions um and you know it it kind of it it's it touches on the the concept of life as a whole and like you said you know the cycle of life and all of that and um and it i don't know for me it made me reflect on a lot of things and in, in my in my personal life um or maybe in on it made me reflect on specific things in my personal life i think anytime a movie does that it's it's powerful not to say that a movie has to do that in order for it to be good um and you know it was just like and maybe this is cheating because I was going to say, because the floor is so open, you know, it isn't the story is in a way linear because it, it follows the stages of life. But at the same time, it isn't right. Like because it is so abstract, the floor is open to everything and anything. And so then it kind of makes it so that if you're, accepting everything that's being told in the movie then you don't view it as a flaw you just view it as a piece in the movie and so then it's like well that's kind of cheating because then like even if it is a flaw it's it's still viewed as beautiful in the movie but um to me it was it was i love the animation the story i thought was really good i i, I loved it i loved the different sub stories within the entire story um and and the fact that they did this with no dialogue i mean that to me is incredible um and so i would recommend this to people um at least watch it once listen i'm i don't know if i would watch this again i, I probably would but it's yeah. so weird it's not like i felt like just it was a different type of emotion that i had watching it it's not like Oh, I was so hyped. Yeah, I want to go watch that movie again. And I want to watch it again. Um, you know, it isn't like you're watching the Avengers. And it's not even like you're watching, I don't know, Inception or something. And it's it's uh, it's a movie that kind of takes you for uh, a ride. Um, and so go into the go into the movie with that thought process like this is a different speed and it's operating in its own universe, not better or worse. Just, it is so different. Um, and view it like that. So, um, yeah, I would recommend it, man. And I definitely think, uh, you know, I'll be impressed if we see like a movie that's executed better than this in, in this, in these, uh, I'll be very impressed. Yeah, you, this, this, this is an early ten. And we're, we're we still got ninety movies to go. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if if this ten will ever uh, 
be overtaken well i'll be I'm, I'm i'll be curious too i mean even what you were telling me about the director you know like to me that's a genius at work and even though <laughs> and even though i'm not in that field you know like yeah and i don't even care too much for art like you know i, I can go to an art museum and i can appreciate like a piece of art like and that's cool um i can see something and be like wow that's nice but i myself like I'm not fascinated by that world. So, so when I tell you this, it's like, it's not as if I'm trying to be pretentious or be like, no one that doesn't come to my, no one that doesn't see this as a work of art is like, you know, uh, beneath me or something. Like, obviously you're not smart enough to see the beauties in this. Like, I'm not trying to sound like that. It's just, I was left with such an impression, like with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was really, uh, it was really something. It was really something nice. for me. So, yeah, yeah, it's a dope, it's a dope movie. Yeah. Like so, uh, the next one, and, and this is that I was like, on last week when we were talking about it, I was like, oh, here we go again, Studio, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. I'm telling you, and the title all peppered out to this freaking and, list. Yeah, yeah, and the title, the Red Turtle. I mean, you're not like, and you know. You're not screaming like, in, you know, incredible thriller. Yeah, um, no. But yeah, it was, uh, it was something else. So, uh, um, so, so our next one is I, I, I know we were going to try to play the trailer, but I think we're I think we're at I think we're at time already. But like the next one is uh, Urusei Yatsuda 2, Beautiful Dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like it's uh older movie from the 80s 80s uh apparently Uh there's an anime attached to it so we're gonna it's gonna be another movie where we have no context all right so um yeah should be it should be uh it's free on imbd imdb so uh folks want to watch that watch that so you know what we're talking about next week uh or next for the next movie yeah Uh, yeah all right well with that this was kind of one of the longer episodes and honestly i think this episode could have gone longer um yeah that's how much there is to unpack in this movie and um you know if you watched it you guys let us know um what you thought about it um did you like it did you not like it um what did you think of the red turtle and all the different symbolisms that were scattered around the movie i mean even the other thing we kind of didn't really touch on was um you know before we leave you're so excited to talk about this movie it's i'm like i'm like so like taken aback yeah i'm more fascinated by it like even there was a point in the movie where i'm like this is the adam and eve story like that's Mm -hmm. what's being told you know and um i just yeah there's so much there but if if you guys watch it go into it with an open mind and already thinking like this is going to be something different than any other anime movie i've watched so far um it's probably going to be the only one like this in this list probably so that is that to me i think it might it may be the only one with a european director as well so okay so yeah yeah anyways we will go ahead and sign off thank you again for taking the time out of your day to listen to our episode um and yeah we'll be back next week with urusai or urusai um mm-hmm. urusai yatsura so all right later until next week's take care all right adios